welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. Final countdown, third trimester, baby. This is it, the home straight. There's probably loads of pregnancy stuff that you've perfected the art of by now. Yeah, like putting your shoes on without leaning down. (laughs) Yeah, and not being freaked out by random strangers smiling at what used to be a midriff. Yeah, you're definitely an old hand at this. So, third trimester, let's do it. What's happening for baby? Okay, let's be honest. This stage of pregnancy is all about your baby chubbing up. Lucy, give us the stats. Okay, your baby weighs just over a kilogram, which is about the same as an aubergine. Nice. Yeah, and she'll be at least 37 centimetres long now. Her heart rate has also slowed down, so it's now about 140 beats per minute. So it's still actually twice as fast as yours. It's incredible when you hear it racing away. I know, and believe it or not, she has delicate eyelashes and her eyes can even produce tears now. Yep, you'll be seeing lots of those after she's born. (laughs) You might be wondering what's going on if you feel tiny rhythmic movements in your womb. These are probably your baby hiccuping. I remember that, having a hiccuping baby. Yeah. It's a bit odd, actually. It can feel like a tickling sensation or a series of tiny jerks, can't it? Yeah, my babies were always hiccuping. It's really funny. Now, some mums might be offered another scan at some point in the third trimester. This might be if your baby's a bit on the small side, if you have gestational diabetes, if you had complications in a previous pregnancy, or if you're expecting twins. So let's hear from our baby centre sonographer, Becky, about having a scan in the third trimester. Late scans are carried out in the third trimester of pregnancy. So you usually see ladies coming for growth scans or later scans after around 27 weeks of pregnancy. There are several reasons why someone might come for a late scan or a growth scan. I'm going to outline just a few of those reasons. It may be to check the position of the placenta. If the placenta is lying on the front wall of the womb and it's quite low down, we need to make sure it's not covering baby's exit. So we sometimes do a scan later in pregnancy to check for this. If your midwife perhaps thinks the baby is breached, so the baby is presenting with its bottom first, we will do a scan just to make sure that the baby is the correct way up, so we want the head down. If you're pregnant with twins or triplets, you'd be having more regular scans later in pregnancy just to monitor the growth of the babies. And also, if the baby is measuring small, the midwife may have referred you for a scan because the measurements are a bit below what we would expect. So we would monitor the growth by doing some serial ultrasound scans later in pregnancy. There could be other reasons, such as if mum has a previous medical condition or if she has high blood pressure or diabetes during the pregnancy, you may have some extra scans there as well. Scans late in pregnancy aren't routine, so we wouldn't be offering any extra scans after the anomaly scan unless there was any concerns regarding the pregnancy of the midwife perhaps is concerned about the growth of the baby or the presentation that we would be doing some extra scans. We take measurements during a later scan of baby's head circumference, the circumference of its tummy and the thigh bone. We measure the thigh bone or the femur length and these three measurements they allow us to estimate roughly the fetal weight but a series of growth scans is actually much more helpful, will give us a better picture of how baby is developing in the growth department. 
During the late scan, as well as checking baby's growth and we're doing measurements, we're also having a look to make sure that there's the appropriate amount of amniotic fluid surrounding the baby. And sometimes the sonographer may do something called a Doppler, where we're looking at the blood flow to and from the baby from the placenta, which gives us an idea of how well the placenta is functioning later on in the pregnancy. Some women are keen to have some extra scans later in pregnancy and there, there's no evidence to suggest that it's unsafe to have further scans during pregnancy. But the routine scans are the dating scan and the anomaly scan and as long as the pregnancy is developing normally, there is really no clinical reason for extra scans at a later stage during the pregnancy. Thanks to Becky, that was really useful. What's having for you? Right mamas, let's talk itching. Okay. Are you feeling the itch? If so, you're not alone. About a quarter of pregnant mums find that they feel itchy during pregnancy. Yes, yeah, quite common. It might be down to your stretching skin or our old friend, those hormones. Ah, oh, hormones, we love you. We do. I feel quite itchy just talking about this. You may feel particularly itchy on your bump and it's a right old nuisance. So Lucy, you're a wonderfully soothing presence. I I get rarely told that. (laughs) Top tips, please, on what mums can do to ease this most irritating symptom. Okay, apologies for stating the obvious on this one, but if you can, avoid scratching. It's only going to make it worse. But it feels so good. Oh, I know, scratch, scratch, scratch. But it's a short-term gain, a long-term pain, I'm afraid. The best thing to do is keep your skin well moisturised. And it's best to use an unscented moisturiser, isn't it? Because scented ones, they can make you even more itchy. Yeah, that's a good point. Cut down on hot showers too. They can actually dry your skin out, making Mm. you feel a bit itchier. And wear loose cotton clothes to minimise the irritation. Also, when the itching's particularly bad, take a cool shower or pat yourself with a cool wet cloth. Mm, Cool shower followed by a wet cloth. Yeah, You're really selling this to me. I know, but it's worth a go if you're really itchy. But I'm guessing you're more of a body cream kind of girl anyway, Claire. Oh, I think so. Really bad itchiness can be a symptom of a quite serious condition though, can't it, Lucy? Can I leave the name with you? Yeah, this is a condition called intrahepatic cholestasis or obstetric cholestasis, which is a condition that affects the liver. It's rare, but it can be serious. Yeah, a friend of mine had this and the itching was horrific, poor thing. So although itching is common and generally nothing to worry about, it's a good idea to always mention it to your midwife just to be on the safe side. Too embarrassed to ask. Okay, this week's question in Too Embarrassed to Ask is, how can I encourage my partner to have sex with me? I'm asking for a friend, obviously. (laughs) And Claire, this is one we see on the community boards, isn't it? So it's clearly something that affects quite a few couples. Yeah, I think it probably is. And really, it's the one time where you don't have to hold your tummy in. So it feels a bit harsh if you're not getting any, doesn't it? (laughs) Any suggestions on how to tackle this? Well, some posters suggested trying doggy style, which is obviously a hugely romantic position (laughs) because once you're in your third trimester, it can be a good position apparently. It takes the pressure off your bump and let's face it, you can be feeling pretty lazy at this stage, can't you? Oh, you can. Although, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about which positions can help in pregnancy in a later episode. We are, and we'll be going into enough detail to make us both blush, I think. So (laughs) that's one to look forward to. Some posters in the community describe how their sex drive has changed throughout their pregnancy, sometimes feeling as though they could hump a beanbag and sometimes <laughs> feeling as though sex is just the last thing they want. That'd be those hormones again. Oh, you've got to love those hormones, haven't you? But I suppose having a pregnant partner who veers between the two might be, what should we say, unnerving? Yeah, good point. I think there's that really common thing about worrying about hurting the baby, which we've spoken about before, haven't we? my goodness yes you'd literally have to be hung like a donkey wouldn't you <laughs> i know there's also the whole thing about seeing your pregnant partner's body in a new light 
Yeah, boobs are suddenly for the baby, that kind of thing. Yeah, whereas we all know that, like all the best inventions, they're multifunctional. Ah, that's a good way of thinking about it. Now, as Lucy has told us before, she got loads in her pregnancy. (laughs) So this clearly wasn't an issue in your house. No. But is this something you've heard about from friends? Yeah, it happened to a friend of mine, but with her, I don't think it was concerns about hurting the baby or how he felt about her pregnant body. I think actually it was just general stress. Which I suppose can affect anyone's sex life at any time. I think they were a bit worried about money and having a baby highlighted that. And I think her partner ended up feeling a bit down overall, actually. Agony arts, we most definitely are not. Perish your thought. But it's back to our old favourite, communication. I know. Most of these things aren't problems to be fixed, are they? They're just worries and anxieties that need to get a good airing. And all that hard work that you put into your fabulous communication skills will pay dividends once your baby turns up. Yeah, it's all about being able to say what you need before you reach the point where you really want to let rip. A bit of the old active listening, you know the stuff. Yes, we love a bit of communication. We're both talkers, aren't we? I think that's fair to say. Yeah, just to light the mood. Toys can help too. Okay, I'm guessing you're not talking rattles and puzzles. No, that comes later. Right now, honestly, whatever floats your boat. But no, I'm talking adult toys or adult toys <laughs> which always seems to be the coded way of saying it just have a bit of fun to make it all less serious and of course you don't have to go into some dodgy shop with the windows covered up no that no longer has to happen of course you can just get everything online and i'm reliably informed that the packaging is very discreet you speak as one who knows claire <laughs> <laughs> so communication and a new vibrator is that what we're saying i reckon that just about covers it what do you expect this week Okay, we're talking hospital bags this week, but not the usual stuff. We thought that we'd have a bit of a think about the less obvious things that it's a good idea to pack to make labour a bit easier. Oh, what did you pack in yours? I had my first baby in a blazing heat wave, so I added a hand fan to my bag, and I'm really pleased I did, because not only was it hot, the hospital was absolutely boiling. I think I remember feeling a bit of regret that I hadn't taken my own pillow too afterwards. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. I definitely had straws, because I heard those were useful. Oh yeah, I hope they were reusable, Claire. Um, of course they were, yes. I had a book, but that's because I went in to be induced and it took about three days. Yeah, on multiple playlists, I definitely had those. Motivational music is really going to get on your nerves if you're stuck at six centimetres dilated and things aren't progressing. Yeah, I wish you'd told me that actually before I went into uh, birth because I had read a fair bit about hypnobirthing. Yeah. I downloaded some music, well, whale noises basically, and yeah. I put it in my birth plan. Nice. Then, as I say, I was induced and that labour comes on fast and hard. And Mm. I won't do that thing where you kind of go into loads of gritty details just before you're about to give birth. But suffice to say, when I was heaving on gas and air six hours or so into waiting for the epidural to work, (laughs) my husband asked kind of ironically if I thought the whale music might help. And I was like, no, I need thrash metal. (laughs) So make up some different playlists so that they might hit the mood at different points in (laughs) labour. Good idea. And also you could add um, podcasts in there, couldn't you? Yeah, we always like to plug a podcast especially this one obviously they're gonna pass the time especially if you're in for an induction okay and what else uh cushions like i mentioned my pillow they can be good you can prop yourself up into different positions relieve the pressure oh yeah did you have one of those long pregnancy kind of pillow things i did actually but i wasn't actually much of a fan no i quite like mine and i can imagine it would have been quite useful in labor yeah maybe yeah whatever um cushion or pillow you do take though it's probably worth getting one that you're not too attached to yeah a bit messy plastic cushion maybe (laughs) And finally, something that you can eat after your baby is born. You'll probably be starving. And the prospect of having something that you've had to avoid for nine months can really help to get you through. Oh, yeah. Take all the food. 
food. You're so right. I remember my sister visited and she bought me everything that I had been craving but wasn't allowed to eat. So blue cheese and pate. Oh, I wanted it all. Weird, bizarre (laughs) sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, yum, yum, yum. Okay, well, that's us done for another week. As always, please remember that the podcasts don't replace medical advice and you should all speak to your own doctor or midwife if you have any concerns. We hope you stay well, stay healthy, and we'll see you next time for 29 weeks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby. Download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.